0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good, 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 good morning. I guess it's 30 minutes past the morning. That's fitting for the show that it is and the host that is hosting. I am Nick, and this is Nick's Ticks. Thank you for joining me. It is a terrible day. Terrible, terrible day out. It is currently, see what the old smartwatch says, 30 degrees. The high for today is 37. The low is what it is now. Got some snow in the ground. Uh, It's blustery and windy. Very cold, like I said, so, you know, we got that to look forward to us. Welcome to spring, or as my wife calls it, sprinter. Spring and winter. Hope you, you all had a wonderful weekend. I had a great weekend. Um, that's kind of what this little first segment here is going to do. I'm, 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 it's, I'm very slow moving today. Um, so I've mentioned this maybe just once in the very beginning of when I first started NixTix. Uh, I am a competitive bass fisherman. Bass angler, whatever you want to call it. Well, I try to be competitive. This weekend, not so much, my man. Not so much. But nonetheless, I did go out there. I did have my first tournament this this season. This weekend, first tournament of the season. This weekend is what I'm trying to say. Bear with me. So I guess what I'm going to do, I'm going to break it down here a little bit. Have a few segments. Um, Just kind of explaining what it is that I do how I do it uh, it's a bass fishing largemouth bass um, is what the league is so I will kind of explain that what I you know how I fish for them um, this weather has absolutely everything to do with how they're going to bite or what you should use so I'll kind of get into a little bit of that I just think that since this is such a big part of my life comes spring all the way through summer uh, and I just think that you know if you you know since seasons are going to be happening it could be A good little subject to inform and to educate those who are unfamiliar with the sport of bass fishing. Um, It is a pretty big sport, you know what I mean? It doesn't get publicity like NBA and basketball and baseball and all that good stuff does, but uh, there is a big following for it. Um, You could easily find a lot of stuff on it if you were just to Google bass fishing, or you know, I mean, there's several big leagues around the around the nation that guys travel to and fro uh, competing in these tournaments. So. I'm gonna spend a little bit of time just talking about it. This was, uh, I have to give Kyle some assist on this because he uh, spoke with him yesterday and he thought it would be a good idea to put a segment out. So apparently I'm doing something right. Even though I don't fish well, I speak well about it. So stick around, we'll get into it. So welcome back. Here we are. I tried to Google. (laughs) I did Google over the break um, what a largemouth bass is so that I could kind of ballpark it for you to understand. So I guess as far as... A largemouth bass is a game fish. Um, A game fish is basically... uh, Species of fish that is fished for sport. Um, basically, you know, it's yeah, you know, it's um, so uh, largemouth bass, crappie, smallmouth bass. I'm not going to get too much into the species just because it will only confuse um, those who don't know what I'm talking about. But it, it's a game fish. So largemouth bass is um, very common uh, around North America um there are bass in Florida and Georgia and all that good stuff too um there's just you get you just get into more species uh in which the largemouth is not so apex predatorish if that makes sense here in Illinois um the largemouth bass is pretty much the most dominant uh of the game fish um it's why we fish for it they are aggressive they are predators um they Uh, they eat bait fish um, so live prey Uh, they essentially they hunt down and stalk live prey if you will Um, bait fish basically is like baby fish um, which is often called fry too Uh, that's a very small stage of baby fish but uh, minnows uh, would be the best comparison so that's what uh, minnows are uh, is basically what they will feed on so Uh, Let's see, like, uh, it's pretty much the size of, like, a small goldfish is really the best way to describe it. Um, Little one to two-inch fish um, is probably the most common. Like, bass will seek out those, that size of of small fish and eat them. Uh, Also, crawfish is a huge favorite of the largemouth bass. Little crawdads with the pinchers look like little crabs that live on the bottom. Um, That is also a very high-protein uh, thing that bass, big bass love to eat. But, uh, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong, there are uh, some bass can get up to 10, 12, 13 pounds. Um, I'm not sure. I think the state record is probably like 19 or 20, something like that. It's nowhere near caught here in Illinois, I can tell you that. It's probably like Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Texas, somewhere in there like that. Those are bass around there down the down south get huge, uh, mostly because it's warmer water. The weather climates and seasons are more consistent um so you don't have to worry about it being three weeks into spring and it being snow on the ground as a like not we can't say the same for our our town so bass fishing they it's it's it's, it's tough here in illinois it's tough it's doable absolutely doable but it is tough to put it in perspective for you uh i've seen largemouth bass come up and literally inhale uh, a baby duck Um, Just come up from the bottom, and it just sucks it right in. Um, Just to put that – it's kind of vulgar, I know, but just just to show you how aggressive they are and how big they can get. And the bigger they get, um, the more things are added to their menu. You know, anything that they can get in fish in their mouth or come up behind or, you know, um, they will have a whack at it. So as far as turtles, small turtles, anything like that, you know what I mean? They, If it's around and it's capable and it's big enough for them to fit in their mouth and swallow, they will go for it. So just some – characteristics of the largemouth. Welcome back. Nick's Ticks. Nick. Moving on. So, before the break, yes, I discussed um, what a largemouth bass is. I hope you understand it. Please hit me up with some questions. If you don't, um, you can find... A millions of things about them online if I did not do the topic justice um, talk about a little bit what they eat the main things um, pretty much anything small and live man anything you know what I mean And the bigger the more south you get the bigger the basket the more they can eat uh, essentially now here in Illinois I'm just gonna kind of keep it honed in here to Illinois just w- what we go through as far as what we do to catch them and all that good stuff so you can catch fish on you know, like live bait, so such as like night crawlers, which is essentially just a worm. Um, that's how I was taught. You just put them on a hook and uh, with a bobber, which is something that uh, floats and it indicates when you get a bite. So when that fish grabs that hook underneath the water, that bobber ducks underneath the water and runs and it moves around and that can indicate that you have a bite. So that's how I was learned. That's probably the most basic. Night crawlers are a awesome. Uh, bait to use to catch any fish really catfish bluegill which is a smaller just a smaller uh, species of fish uh, crappie anything like that you can use night crawlers to catch pretty much anything uh, in our lakes here in Illinois like I said probably the best way to catch a good largemouth is minnows bait fish shad is another bait fish shad is probably the most common bait fish that we have here um they're a non meat eating fish, I guess is what you could say. Uh, they tend to swarm around in pools and just eat algae and grass and such like that. And they can get up to, you know, five, six, seven, eight inches. Uh, and when they school up like that, uh, bass just hammer them in schools. That's, it's probably, a, uh, they're called shiners, shiner minnows as well, uh, closely resemble a shad. Um, that's probably the largemouth bass's like best favorite meal I would say probably uh, in Illinois. I mean, the crawfish, you do great, but the crawfish don't come out until a little warmer. Um, so there's there's more of a season for crawls. But nonetheless, it's still a, a very good thing to catch them on. So that's more of the live, the live stuff. Um, in the tournaments that I fish, in most bass tournaments around the nation, uh, we use artificial. So we try our best to mimic uh, those bait fish or those worms or those crawdads, um, such using like rubber, rubber baits uh, called plastic worms, which is just essentially a rubber wiggly worm. You can get them in all different shapes, sizes, colors um, to match. It's called matching the hatch. So whatever the color your bait fish crawdads, whatever you think bass will eat in the your the lake that you are going to fish to, you want to try your best to match that color. Um, that way it doesn't look so out of place when you are fishing and when bass look at that, they don't get confused or steer away from trying to bite that. So before uh, my segment ran out of tape, if you will, uh, we were discussing the ways to catch largemouth. We discussed uh, the ways to mimic uh, any any way we can mimic uh, what the bass are eating on the on whatever lake pond river really any body of water that you're going to fish on the best way to do to catch largemouth is to like I said uh, previously match the hatch essentially so if you have crawdads <clears throat> that are excuse me that are brown but maybe have like a little bit of orange in them or maybe have like some light gray or something. There are tons of these plastic baits, um, different names, everything. Uh, There are a ton of them. Like I said, shapes, sizes, colors, any color that you need to match the hatch essentially. Uh, They have brown, they have black, all the way to bright yellow, lime green, pink, blue, Seriously, any color that you can imagine, and that's not just with crawdads. Those plastic crawls. Uh, that's with plastic worms. Um, that's with any plastic bait that we throw. Really, uh, it's it's it, they have they make them they make them any any color, size, shape, any different. Two, two different color, anything, anything you want, man, anything you want, they, they make it, they absolutely make it. And if they don't, I'm sure you can make it yourself. So that's with the plastic stuff. They also, like we talk about, the bait fish, minnows, shiners, shad, anything like this. You can also mimic uh, that as, as an artificial bait. Um, they make rubber uh, bait fish, if you will, um, you know, plastic. Uh, they make them very lifelike. So that rubber, you know, rubber tends to be loose and bouncy, and that looks great uh in lake water. Um just as long as you're matching the color of what your of what the minnows and other small fish look like in that body of water. As long as you're matching what that looks because if you're fishing a bright blue plastic minnow or something and the minnows in your lake are green or a little more silver with black, then it's it's gonna stand out. You know what I mean? You you it's very possible you catch fish. A bass is an opportunist in a uh, a, a reflex uh, that you know so it, they they love sporadic movements and slow falling things you know they'll watch that and sometimes they just can't help it but hit it you know so i mean it's not i'm not saying you won't catch fish but your best odds to catch big quality good fish would be to match the hatch so they make you know like i said those rubber baits worms minnows whatever you want to call um to help you catch more fish to help you mimic uh how a a minnow would move in the water so uh they put the rubber fins on the back of it which kind of wobble in the water while you reel it you know so it's very very lifelike action is essentially really key that's exactly what you're looking for to make it look like it belongs there because that's going to allow that bass to see that and really essentially want to hit that not just hit it because there's a difference they could bump it with their mouth you know they could just pick it up with their mouth and move it off of their nest or their bed or whatever given the season. so they don't just because they hit it doesn't mean that they're going to get it, eat it, inhale it, whatever. So it's just important, you know, to match what they're what they're naturally gonna eat on, because that's what they, that's what you know they're going to eat. So it's important. Um, that's your that's your this is your plastics segment. Stay tuned, we'll talk a little bit about more uh, matching matching the hatch. All right now, welcome back. Before we talked, before we left for the break. I hope this sounds okay. And I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not sure. I'm recording live from the car, fresh off work. I'm gonna finish this last little segment out, post it, and then hey, we'll we'll I'll save some information uh for you guys tomorrow. I'm I, I could talk all day about this fishing stuff, absolutely all day. So I don't wanna bore you guys with too much because I know this is a little bit of a weird topic for some of you who don't fish or don't, you know are not familiar with bass or, or bass fishing or anything like that It could sound kind of weird. It could sound very, very boring. Cause I know a lot of people who don't fish at all. My best friend is one of them because it's just plain boring. I get it. I totally get it. So I'm trying to keep this as, as informative and unboring as possible, which, you know, for some of you, I will not succeed and that's okay. So before we left talking about matching the hatch, all the different types of plastic baits, uh, we call them soft plastics. Um, they're more lifelike. That's all, uh, that's all under the category of finesse fishing, okay? Finesse fishing. Um, those baits, those plastic baits, don't make a noise. Um, they don't rattle or, or put off anything in the water that a bass could hear. I mean, it might if you were reeling it fast enough. You know, it might put off a little vibration or something that they could hone in on. Um, but for the most part, those soft plastic baits are used for finesse fishing. Quiet um you're, you know, you sneak it, you put your boat into a cove uh, that's quiet. The water is calm. Um, and you just kind of quietly flip those baits around and just kind of jerk the pole. Not, not, And I don't mean jerk, just maybe twitch the rod. You know, just twitch it because basically when you're fishing crawls and worms, that those baits are going to go to the bottom. And when you twitch them, it looks like it's something, it's going to stir up dirt and all mud and, and sand and all that good stuff. It's going to come over trees that are in the water. And it looks very presentation uh, that a bass is going to, you know, come up and, in and. and want to have that that's that's finesse fishing it's it's an excellent way to fish excellent way to sneak up on big bass um the key is you just have to be quiet it is finesse is the key word you have to be very smooth you have to be very quiet because um, they'll hear anything if you drop something in the boat on the floor of your boat that ricochets and they'll hear that I don't know about for miles but they will hear that for a very long time they'll spook the fish and you'll be out of money out of luck sorry not out of money you might be out of money too depending on how much you spent <laughs> to enter the tournament but that's no they hear no that the next type I've only got 30 seconds to give this to you without running in past three minutes I'm not gonna be able to do it so the next type of baits are hard body baits so these are crank baits spinner baits Buzz baits, jigs, jigs is more of a finesse soft bodied anyways, but basically, so a crankbait uh, is, a crankbait is used, there are thousands of crankbaits, thousands, millions of crankbaits, they are used, uh, they're noisy, When I said, uh, the finesse baits and soft plastics don't make noise, these crankbaits do, so while you're, the, the stamps that has the same action as a minnow, that's what a crankbait is, it's going to be mimicking a fish, a bait fish, most of the time, most of the time, that's what your crankbaits are uh, mimicking, it's a moving bait, this is what a crankbait is. So you, all you do is throw it out next to some cover, next to next to a structure, under a dock, uh, and just reel it back in. And basically, that crankbait has a really Tight or a really wild wobble, so it's got a wobble. So it's gonna, you know, it's gonna look like either a wounded fish that's not acting right, because like I said, the bass love that sporadic movement, that quick jerky. You know, it gets their attention and then they can't help but not. It's like a cat. You know, when you when you fling things around in a cat and like a laser pointer and he watches all the sharp angles it makes. That's exactly what it's doing in the water. That's exactly the goal of it in the water. So it's gonna mimic. So uh, they have rattles in them as well. So there's little little rattle, little BBs, if you will. That while that bait shakes. It So it makes a, uh, it gets their attention. Bass can hear that and it attracts them. Crankbaits are a phenomenal way to catch just a lot of fish. You know, they just, you can't beat that action in anything else. Nothing else makes that type of racket, puts out that type of motion, that action. Um, And to be honest, there there was a ton of big fish. There was a ton of fish caught on crankbaits this weekend. Uh, It's cold. So you're going to really need to get... A moving bait, a noisy moving bait around these cold fish. They're not going to come out. It's not summer. The water's cold, so they're not going to move a whole lot. It's just like you in cold weather. You don't want to move a lot either. You you know, so it's on tough, cold days, um, crankbaits, I'm not going to give you any names because we're well in, we're well past my time for this segment anyways. I'm coming on five minutes, but uh, it, it, it's, it's, crankbaits are great for cold weather, not necessarily cold, you use them all year round, but it's just a noisy bait, it's a moving bait, so all you're going to do is throw them out, reel them back in, throw them out, reel them back in, let it bump against structure, whatever you're doing at, because bass will watch that, hear that, see that, and want that, okay? Before I wrap it up here, I'm just going to wrap it up, spinnerbaits is essentially, uh, it it looks like a baitfish as well, so it's got a spinner on it, so it's basically got either a silver or a gold blade, and basically uh, you just throw it out reel it in too. So those blades spin and it makes a gold or a silver flash in the water. And it also makes a little bit of a racket as well. So that too draws attention. Uh, The spinnerbait is a little more weedless. The spinnerbait only has one a good-sized single hook on it, so essentially you can throw it over trees, you can throw it in grass, and it really won't get hung up. The crankbait has what we like to call treble hooks. It is a hook with a three-pronged hook, so there's three hooks on one treble basically, and there's two of those. So you have one in the front, one in the back. So when the bass hits it, it's, you're going to get a pretty good hookup. You know, you, not always. I mean, sometimes they hit it so weird that you can't get any of those hooks in, or you can barely get one in. So. Just summing up a little bit, I'm going to post this segment, I'm post this episode. Sorry, I sped by this. I promise I'll touch more on it. I'll give you the results and what I fished and all that good stuff tomorrow. Um, thank you guys for bearing with me on this. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope that you have questions. Please contact me. I would love to talk more about it. So, you guys have a good night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Go home, enjoy these playoff games. We'll talk some more about that tomorrow. Okay? Have a good night. Nick Sticks off.